In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. If you're in Kenturk and fancy a good cup of coffee, you could do worse than pop along to the Ketchup Cafe. Paul Bourne, um, of course, colleague and friend and uh, Southern correspondent of Virgin Media News and all those things. Paul Bourne was uh, tipping us towards this during the week. It's a fabulous idea, the Ketchup Cafe. But the story behind this cafe is everywhere. But the story behind it is unique. Jack, you weren't always in a position to open and operate a cafe, let alone have your own coffee brand. A few years ago, life was much different. Good morning. Hiya, BJ. How are you? Good. Um, yeah, I suppose it was definitely different. Um, I suppose there's an addiction for 10 years from the age of 13. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a totally different lifestyle to running a cafe and operating a business, I suppose. How did you manage to get yourself addicted at thirteen? What was the what was the what was the drug of choice? Uh, I suppose it started at cannabis. I suppose with friends out, tried it once with a couple of friends, and I suppose that's where my journey began. I kind of was hooked from the start. Right. Um, I know they say you know you get hooked from the start, but I did genuinely. I loved it. Um, it was just I suppose a routine as well. It became a routine. It became normal life, daily cannabis use. Um, I suppose daily cannabis use was for 10 years no matter what cannabis was always the drug I had used but I suppose it progressed then as I got older um, started experimenting with other drugs I suppose ecstasy MDMA I suppose then it was Xanax prescription painkillers cocaine and I suppose for the last couple of years it was mainly cocaine Xanax cannabis I suppose the final six months is where it really got bad I, I, I found crack cocaine Um. Yeah, I suppose it just brought me to my knees, you know. Um, it was, it was just horrific. Um, it all started funding games, and people don't realise that. And that's where I always start when anyone asks about my story. I tell them, no, it was fantastic at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone that hasn't tried drugs, I, I say to them all, it was fantastic, it was brilliant. Till it grips a hold, yeah. And then you're using daily to survive. Yeah. You're two, three days without sleep. You're using, you're begging, you're borrowing, you're stealing. Um, racking up debts. Um, Did you ever get yeah. in trouble? Um, I was never really in trouble with the guards and stuff. Um, it was always just myself, my family, I suppose, that suffered from it, you know. Mm. How did you fund your habits? Because they're, they're not cheap. Um, I suppose when I was younger, lunch money, Christmas, birthdays, keeping money, selling my Playstations, any presents I guess selling my tellies, everything. I suppose anything I could sell. Constantly, my parents, I suppose they didn't understand at the start where my money was going. Um, it was very secretive with me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so any money I got was spent on it. And then I suppose when there's a group of lads smoking, you can all kind of chip in your own little bit of money to, to, to fund this. Mm-hmm. Um, later on in the years, then I suppose I started working. Um, my father was able to get me work in construction. I stuck it at, I, I, throughout my addiction, I kind of worked for most of it. Luckily, well, I say luckily, but the money was wasted. Um, mm. 
I suppose I ended up in Dublin then uh, working in construction and the money was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the more money you got, the more... The more you... Yeah. I suppose, but I was constantly in debt though, no matter how much money I had, the more money I had, the more I used. I was constantly in debt. Um, mm. I suppose, thousand euros a week in Dublin working, get paid on a Friday, it's gone on a Sunday. Um, yeah, I suppose my parents, I financially broke them. I couldn't even imagine what I have to add up to pay them back. But I suppose they don't want paying back. Seeing me clean is, is what what paid them back, I suppose. Sure. Bring me to that point. You said it was crack cocaine in the end. Like, that's an awful thing. That that destroys people. So 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 what was the turning point, Jack? Um, I suppose the last couple of years of using, I wanted to get clean probably two years. Mm. Um, I'd say every day, this is it, I'm done. I suppose like a broken record. And it brought me to my knees. I was isolated, I suppose, when I started at a younger age to go back. I was, it was socialising, out, using with friends. And then I suppose it... It got to being in my room on my own, days on end, using. Um, my mental health deteriorated. I was using to survive. And I suppose the more depressed I got about using, the more I used. It's a vicious circle, you know. It's a lonely, uh, vicious circle. It is, definitely, I suppose. Mm. And you think, like, you said to me, and you, you wanted to stress it, at the start, it was great fun. But then when you're alone in your room... And it has become your life. Yeah, it's your anxiety ridden, you're paranoid, you're depressed, you're sad. And I suppose the more them emotions kick in with the mental health aspect of it, the more you use. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um it got to the point then I, I it was it I said to I said to my parents, I said I'm either gonna overdose, commit suicide, or I have to get clean. Um, that that was the only three options I felt in my head but I didn't know how to get clean I felt if I kept using I'd overdose if I kept using I was going to commit suicide because my mental health was deteriorating so I suppose I went out one last hurrah I told my parents this is it I went out in a bender for three days I came home um, and I broke down I had a complete breakdown in tears in my parents arms um, I couldn't I couldn't continue the way I was living I couldn't I'd lost were, were they aware of how how in deep you were? I suppose not from the start, but I suppose I didn't hide it. Once I got so bad, I didn't hide it. Mm, you it couldn't, just, I suppose. I, I couldn't, you know, you could see it. In, physically, you could see it in me. Just crack, um, crack cocaine makes you look sick. It does. It, it, pale skin, everything. Um, yeah, but I was constantly vomiting. I was constantly sick, nosebleeds, coughing up blood. God. And I suppose your parents, when you had that moment with them, they well, they did. They said, "Like, let's let's fix this, son." Was that what they did? Um, yeah, I suppose they didn't know even where to turn. To I suppose they'd been hoping for that for years. Um, I had lost all other family, friends. I suppose I was really on my own, bar my parents. Um, what did even you my do? father had started to give up. So I contacted Don O'Leary in the life centre. I was uh-huh. a past I was a past student at the life centre, but I stayed in contact with Don for years. He got me through my schooling, even through my addiction. And I just contacted him, he told me come in. I used call regularly every couple of weeks anyway to see him. And he put me on the right path, I suppose. I'm mean, very grateful to Don for that and I forever will be. Until he could get me into position to the right people. He got me into the school drug counsellor in the school, even though I wasn't a pupil. He worked with me, he put me in contact with Dave Bowman and Arbor House. 
Um, and I suppose that's all where my journey began. Yeah. Um, I suppose Don knew all the right things to do and places to go, and Don said it to me for years. He wanted me to get clean, but there was nothing he could do until I wanted it, and he was delighted that I was able to go to him, I suppose. Mm, how long are you clean now, fella? Uh, two and a half years next week. Well done, you. Well done, um, you. Congratulations. So, yeah, I suppose that's it. I did 90 days in Fellowship House in Cork then. I went in. It was, I suppose, a tell when you go in first, like, you're yeah. changing everything about your lifestyle, like learning to use a washing machine, learning how to iron clothes, I suppose, everything. I'm learning, you know, I, I didn't really have a childhood due to my addiction. I didn't, you know, I didn't learn the basics. Yeah. So I was rebuilding my whole life. Um, I suppose I came out of treatment then in September of 21. Um. I didn't go back to work straight away. I took time for myself. I was going to a local cafe here in town and it came up for sale. And I always had a passion for cooking due to the life centre. Dan kind of got me on that path in the kitchen because I was never one to sit in a, a sit in a classroom. Yes. Um, so I threw the idea to my parents. Oh, it's up for sale. The lady's moving back to Turkey and they kind of laughed and they came back to me and said, are you really serious about it? So we, we spoke, we figured it out. And I was in no financial position. I had the bank loans, credit union loan that borrowed off friends from throughout my addiction. So my parents funded, they, they gave me, they believed in me enough, I suppose, that they were able to fund this. My mother gave up her job as a home ec teacher um, to come in with me, get it up and running. Um, but I suppose the concept of the cafe, what I really wanted was not an addiction cafe, but an open space. It's like, as I say to people, the name where I got it from was it's not always about going to a meeting. Sometimes you just need a catch-up and a coffee. Yeah. So that's where the name came from, Catch-Up Cafe. Um, but that's, that's what, like, my story is addiction. My story is recovery. But I wanted to be an open space for everyone with mental health. I want people to talk about every problem they have. I want it to be, you know, a community hub, not just an addiction space, you know what I mean? In a recovery space, mm-hmm. I want this to be an open hub for anyone to talk, I suppose, a lonely old man at home and his own to come down and have a cup of tea and have a chat with the person next to him. I want everyone to be able to feel comfortable to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic concept. I'm looking at pictures of it. It looks great. Now, your own coffee brand? I mean, come here. Yeah, you know, it all seems so surreal. Um, I suppose we were doing tastings with all different companies once we kind of got settled in. We had to find the own coffee we wanted. Um and I suppose we did so many different tastings and we met the lads in Soma and they offered to roast our own special blend to what we wanted and flavour notes we wanted and stuff. Mm. So we, we went with it. Um, but then again, I wanted it to be a talking point. I just didn't want this to be our normal coffee brand. I wanted this to someone to see the label and go to recovery blend one day at a time and think about it and go... Jesus, I wanted to be on someone's counter in their kitchen and a friend come in and go, oh, what's that? And bring up the conversation to get rid of the stigma of addiction, mental health. It's not like, you know, people with mental health are taken one day at a time. Yeah. The recovery blend, I wanted to have the whole concept to get people talking. Yeah. Um, and just how how much you put it down to, because um, I, I know this, Jack, because one or two friends of mine have gone through recovery over the years, and you drink rather a lot of coffee when you're recovering. You develop a taste for good coffee, do you? You you know what? I think you kind of find something to interest you and keep you busy. And I suppose coffee, there's so much to it. Yeah. I suppose you've your latte art and everything to fascinate you. I spend hours on YouTube, like they laugh at me looking at all these. I found it like there's a whole new world to coffee. There's coffee world championships and coffee coffee latte art. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Um, It's crazy. It's a whole new beginning for you 
and it's you you're launching it you've a, you've a launch coming seven o'clock at the cafe in Cantork. when is it this friday tomorrow yeah this friday um yeah it's tomorrow in Cantork. everyone's welcome to come down and taste the coffee mingle meet people in the community i suppose the community has been great to us here as well like i'm from cove originally yeah um people here have just been fantastic hearing the story regular customers that have become friends now and even if they're busy they pop in for a hello when they're passing you know what I mean it's just been fantastic even down to business people in the town that have helped me as I suppose a recovering addict a young person that doesn't understand business this is just it's just a wonderful wonderful positive story one last coffee question for you Jack is it is it beans or does it ground can you put it into a plunger I have both I have I have the bean and I have ground I'll be be looking for a bag of that for my plunger I said I'll be sending a bag down to you definitely (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we have have it on sale in the shop and stuff now and hopefully we'll progress to an online store and I suppose just to make awareness and stuff you remind me of Del Boy Del Boy Trotter you know this time next year we'll be millionaires that's the running joke yeah (laughs) Jack (laughs) congratulations to you fella thanks very much this is a wonderful wonderful story and may I compliment you on how well you tell it look that's my whole thing I suppose even if I help one person uh, me speaking up, hopefully. I, I watched a guy on Facebook for a long time speaking about a Graham McCormack. Yes. Um, and, he, you know, that's where I kind of base my attitude of talking about it. He's very open about it, his mental health. He's very open about his addiction. And that's what I want to be because he influenced me, I suppose, as I was getting clean watching his journey. It's just, I suppose, I'd like now to be able to do the same as him. And if there's two of us, if someone else is able to talk about it, you know what I mean, and make awareness and make it a normal conversation not well, you're, you're, you're making a fantastic start and one last mention uh, you mentioned him earlier on dear friend of mine I know a dear friend of yours he finished up in the Life Centre at the Jazz Weekend and I think yeah. you joined me in sending our best regards to the wonderful Don O'Leary definitely he's, he's been uh, in my life now I'd say what 11 years and um, Don stuck through me thick and thin. He always believed in me. And to this day, he still does. We still have chats on Good. the phone. Good. Um, yeah, Dan's been a saving grace in my life. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Jack, from the Catch-Up Cafe in Canturk. Corks 96 FM.